I, I always record it on my computer because things happen. Why don't I, if you can give me permission to record, yeah, then go ahead. I can, I can record also because that way, if something happens, I will be able to. Um, I'll have it also. If yours crashes, that way I'll have it also. You you should be able to record it because I don't have it okay. set where you. Can it says, uh, "Please ask the host to give you permission to record." Oh. Uh, I think it's in participants. Okay. So we're on live on YouTube right now. Hello, so, everybody um, on YouTube. <laughs> no, I don't know if I have a lot of people um, playing. Yeah. You need to give me permission to record. It hasn't done that yet. Um, um, doesn't say anything. Make host, make co-host. No, it's well, it's usually for me, it's usually in um, participants but yours is just coming up as uh rename but um well i have it recording and we're live now, okay so we'll just okay. carry on and uh, it'll okay. be on youtube for sure okay great <laughs> so Perfect. today um welcome everybody it's mary lynn harris from uh, hard at work and we're talking about talking to people about how they're creating an impactful legacy in their business, in their life, in their community. And so I'd like to welcome uh, Joan Mitchelson. Michelson. Uh, Michelson, sorry, um, okay. to the call today. And um, Joan and I come from a, a group of women, we call ourselves the scrappy women. So <laughs> she's one of the scrappy women. So Joan, welcome to the show. And uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and how'd you get started doing what you're doing? Well, thank you. Yes, we are all part of the Kindy Weifling uh, fan club of scrappy women. I love it, it's great. <laughs> um, so it's a pleasure to be here and I, I just love what you're doing with creating an impactful legacy. I think it's really important, especially now, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a, a hybrid or a tribrid, if you will. I've been a corporate, uh, leader and a, uh, an entrepreneur and a journalist and mm -hmm. i'm really an innovator and a creativity freak and so what i do now is mostly journalism and i have a podcast as you do called yeah. mine is called green connections radio and i interview women who are innovators in energy sustainability and climate and kind of related corporate responsibility spaces okay yeah. And then I have a, I do career coaching and I have a, and I write for Forbes and I write in other, appear in other media as well, but Forbes is the main, my main platform for that now. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so that's sort of the short, the very short version. And I can tell you, I got into the STEM space kind of by Mars, actually. I was recruited um unexpectedly by chrysler to head up the communications and co-head the sales and marketing of their electric car division okay and i was moved i'm in the dc area and i was moved to the midwest and i had never 
I never worked in the car business. I <laughs> never lived where they were. I'd never been in energy or STEM. I mean, I had done certain technology things at, at American Express and Deloitte in a consulting capacity, but not, not like this. And <laughs> so I was a, a bit of a Martian from outer space to them. And, you know, it was amazing, Mary Lynn. It really changed my life. And in some ways I, I changed theirs because mm -hmm. Together, um, I had a great boss. And so together we did some really innovative strategies and campaigns and we dramatically increased the adoption of electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. And they got to meet this crazy New York City girl. <laughs> um, I'm a born and bred New Yorker. And so they were, they'd never known from likes of me before, mm -hmm. but they went for the ride and we were, I was able to do some really creative strategies and met some great people and kind of found my home. Mm. And then when, when Chrysler blew up and our division was sold and everybody scattered, I came back to DC and I've always done work as an avocation to help women. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody asked me when I came back to, uh, I was speaking at a conference and somebody asked me to do a radio show on their network. And so mm -hmm. Green Connections Radio was born. And then uh, I was writing, doing my journalism stuff and people would come to me and say, well, you know so much about this. Can you help me with X <laughs> or Y or Z? And so right. Thus, career coaching was born, and and I and I love it. I work mostly with women, and mostly with women in these fields, but STEM, energy, sustainability, climate, but not exclusively. In fact, mm -hmm. um, one of my clients is a guy who I met at a green economy conference in the past, and mm -hmm. he came to me and said, "I, you know, I need your help. I want to raise my visibility." Yada yada. Right. And the work that we did, what ended up coming out of it was that he should write a book and his book is actually coming out. So I, <laughs> I help people write their books. Right. I don't write it. I help them write it so that it hits the market right. and connect them to a, to an agent, to a real agent, if you will. Right. And so his book is now coming out. He recently sent me the, the book cover. <laughs> Very exciting. So you're writing a foreword or the... Well, I, yeah, I'm not writing for that one, although I, I did the forward on another book uh, last year about my great great aunt that came out, who was uh, also a journalist right. at the turn of the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, who played a role in getting serious role in getting the 19th Amendment ratified. Right. So we like her a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I am writing my own book. So that'll that'll hopefully come out soon. Yeah. So yeah, so I work with um, mostly women and as a career coach, but not exclusively women. And I like to help people find, um, they come to me usually with work that we're saying that they're frustrated or they feel invisible or they're, you know, they're not making enough of a difference. And in some cases with COVID and things like it, yeah, people are going through shifts, right? And they're saying, well, you know, what do I really want to do? How do I really <laughs> want to spend my time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we ask that question a lot when we get older or we come to a space or time in our life that we're ready to shift into something else. 
um, pivot or shift or reinvent ourselves, whatever you want to use, right? I find that that's a lot what happens, right? And so when do you find that women get there? When, is there an age group? You, or no, there really group? isn't. I mean, yeah. one of my, I've had clients who are um, only been in the working world for five or seven years. And I have clients who have been in it for 30 years. So yeah. They really, you know, everybody hits it in a different way at a different time with a different trigger. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's sometimes it's a matter of, you know, being laid off or whatever. Right. Sometimes it's just um, kind of a, uh, well, sometimes it's fear of being laid off eventually. Right. Um, sometimes it's just something's missing and mm -hmm. I don't know what it is or I'm finding myself not looking forward to the work I'm doing every day right yeah um or um you know life is too short or sometimes they have a you know lose somebody who's close to them and mm -hmm. it kind of shakes them up that life is short so everybody has a really different trigger it's mm -hmm. it's really different you know some people like to make change more often than others so it right. really varies yeah i think that depends too if you start off like i'm more of an entrepreneur so uh i tend to find myself um changing frequently so maybe somebody that starts in a job role as an employee i don't know if you find this to be true they don't like that change so much but eventually like you say they have a trigger that causes them to seek you out and say help i i just got to navigate around this i don't know how to do that well um i work with a lot of people who are who are creative people mm -hmm. who are innovative people and sometimes mm -hmm. they come to me and they say you know i'm get you know i've been in this company for x period of time and i'm not going anywhere or i can't mm -hmm. use who i am or i can't x i can't y and the first thing I do is actually say, well, maybe you can, maybe mm -hmm. there's another way right? in another role or another something that you can, without, you know, don't throw the baby out with bathwater, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because I've been, you know, I'm an, entre I'm an entrepreneur as well as an entrepreneur. And, right. and you can find pockets in a big company. I mean, I have one client who, has been in a big company for 30 years actually. And, and part of her work has been building a new innovation unit, but she'd always been pitching it. <laughs> and it took 13 years and they finally said, okay, we're gonna develop this unit and we're gonna give, you know, have you do X, Y, Z in it. Right. And she came to me, she's like, I wanna run this unit. I created this <laughs> unit. And, you know, I'm excited, you know, actually we started working before they even gave her the unit. And so we were, she didn't have to leave. Yeah. Right. She yeah. found a way to persuade them to do this work and put her in charge. I said, you know, in effect, it's going to be kind of squatters rights because you're already running it. You're already, you're hiring everybody. You're this thing, you're that thing. Right. You know, it, it's, it's your baby. Right. And I was also helping her cause I've worked in corporate America for so long figure out how to navigate the relationships in the organization right so that she could get their buy-in for what she wanted to do and the role that she wanted to have 
Right. You know, right. including leveraging contacts outside the organization or people that have maybe had been there and left recently or, you know, so there's different mm -hmm. ways, there's different ways to navigate it. You don't always have to just say, oh, forget it. I'm leaving. That's not <laughs> always, that's not always the course there. There's often ways you can make it work. Yeah. Like you were saying, not throwing out the whole idea, the concept, whatever it is you want to do uh, out the window or out the door, because sometimes, like you were saying, those opportunities or ideas can come from within, right? Yeah, well, you start with start from where you are, right? You know, right. and I mean, if you're working in a company and you're not doing something that's related to sustainability, but you really or the environment and you really want to start a green club. Right. You know, in your organization or, you know, talk to the facilities management people about doing a recycling, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, or, you know, do see if there's some kind of a corporate responsibility person who you can connect with to say, oh, you know, I want to do X. You know, you can yeah. find another way to give it a voice. Right. Yeah. And it gives and you make a an impact. Yeah. Yes. And it gives Absolutely. you a voice as well. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's like I've always found a lot of times when I'm volunteering at something, I usually get a project or a job or something because they got to get an opportunity to get to know me. Right. And I think it's just like any other situation. It gives you an opportunity to get known or seen and say, oh, you know, she's really good at that. Maybe you we could find her to do that, whether whoever that is. Right. Well, that's so. actually how my role at Chrysler came about. I mean, it was a weird situation through meeting the president of the company when I didn't even know that's who I was talking to <laughs> at, at a luncheon and um fortunately I was well behaved uh, <laughs> it was not it's not one of us scrappy women but actually I was pretty scrappy and I had some pretty creative ideas and then when we ran the rental room and he introduced himself I was like oh okay that's interesting but he actually pointed out that he he said to me, he, because of my ideas and my energy, that's why he wanted to talk to me about coming to work there. And so, you know, you can be you or yeah. you can be more of you than you mm -hmm. think. And I wrote recently in Forbes about um, this moment that we're in and the new mm -hmm. year, I called it welcome to the era of ESG, which is energy, sustainability, or environment, uh, social and governance. Right. And because the confluence of, of COVID and climate change and the racial injustice movement coming to a head, it's really showing how we companies need to be more transparent, more accessible, right. more focused on the environment, on their people who, of all types. And uh, transparency comes in in governance. Governance right. is about transparency and right. and really being held accountable for what you're actually doing. Yeah, yeah, what you're saying and what you're doing, they have to match. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, but you have to be honest about it and say, look, yeah. we, we've got work to do here. Yeah. You know, we're doing this, but we, have, we know we have work to do and we're going to get, you know, this is yeah. how we're, we're looking to get there. Right, right. So what are your, some of your biggest challenges that you find your clients or your people you work with have, have right now, even in through COVID or previous to COVID? Um, making a negative into a positive. I mean, turning mm -hmm. their frustration into something positive. So mm -hmm. um, 
um, I mentioned one of my clients who came to me frustrated that they were not highly accomplished individual, but had been doing some cool stuff, but really kind of wasn't, wasn't getting traction, wasn't getting the workshops, wasn't getting the trainings, wasn't getting the, um, the higher visibility mm -hmm. and, um, was kind of, as we say in the news business, burying their lead. And so we worked on some of their marketing approach and, and framing and positioning a lot. Mm -hmm. And what came out of that was that they, they could and needed to write a book, that they were natural because a really good communicator. Right. And so, you know, that's where you can turn something over, you know. Mm -hmm. um, on the other spectrum, I have another client who is fairly young and really has had their heart set on doing, being a filmmaker on and an educator on environmental issues, really right. talented person. And we looked at her background and her skill set and et cetera, and networks. And she ended up getting a great job doing creative digital communications for a mission-driven organization. Okay, cool. And she's happy as a clam. So, <laughs> um, you know, she's got her, her documentaries on the side, right. but she doesn't have to be her primary gig and she feels more stable. Right. And I think that's part of it too. I mean, I did a, a piece in Forbes recently on a couple that relate to this, the end of the year and the beginning of the year mm -hmm. on looking at our careers. And, and one is on, well, the, on the goal setting one, they kind of, they tie together really, which is really, first of all, looking at your accomplishments in the year gone by. Right. A lot of people go, Oh God, I can't wait for 2020 <laughs> over, you know, forget about it. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I sat on my ass. I was on, you know, YouTube all day. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think if we really take the time to enumerate mm -hmm. what we did um, and even count the little things, you know, like I took a half an hour walk every day yeah. you know, or whatever. I mean, right. then you get a sense of accomplishment, but also then you can look at where the trends show you're going. Right. You know, where did you naturally spend your time? And mm -hmm. I don't mean binge watching Netflix necessarily, <laughs> but even that, yeah. I mean, there's great stuff to watch. I mean, did you find yourself naturally watching documentaries all the time and on right. what, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So you can break it down and that also gives you a tremendous um, morale boost. Right. Um, and then you can go into goal setting, looking at um where the universe is now because it's different you can't just picking up your goals from last year and updating them is not going to work mm -hmm. you know we have a new world there's all right. kinds of shifts going on right, right. i mean right um and so to really step back and look at yes you still want them to be measurable and specific etc but you really want to look at um, what is, for example, a breakthrough goal. Right. What would really catapult you to the next stage? Is right. it writing a book? Is it doing a podcast? Is it doing now? I, people, a lot of people come to me going, <laughs> I want to do a podcast. Tell me how to do it. I'm like, okay, this is a lot more involved than you think, people. Yeah. <laughs> this is a long-term committed relationship. <clears throat> but there's usually something that, can really be a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and for everybody, it's different. For okay. some people, it's expanding their side hustle into, you know, a certain level, right? Mm -hmm. To some people, it's, it's finally getting their book published. To some people, it's um, uh, getting a new job or, or an, a, right. a promotion. I mean, there's all kinds of things that it could be, right? Right. Um, and I think that, um, and anyway, there, there are lots of there are a lot of other steps as well, but you mm -hmm. know, it's also a matter of um, looking at all the different parts of your life, not just your career, but looking mm -hmm. at, you know, what are your financial goals? What are your relationship goals? Right. And I mean, relationships writ large. Yeah. Family, friends, colleagues, business, you know, clients, whatever you want. Um, but it's also, you know, as one of my guests said, um, put the dots together differently. You know, I'm, mm. I'm a, as an innovator and a creative person, I like to use the uh, innovators DNA model, um, which <laughs> okay. is question and associate differently and experiment. So right. you can put, you can put parts of what you've done and parts of who you are mm -hmm. and projects you've done, not right. even just jobs you had, but yeah. break it down into projects, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And kind of go, oh, well, I liked this part of this. I didn't like that part. I liked working with these kinds of people. And you know, you, you never know what kind of clay yeah. creature you'll come up with. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard another way of doing it is to keep asking yourself why until you get to the bottom of it i don't know how well that works but i think for some people it does you know why are you doing that well and then you know but like i like the way you'd explained it is that you chunk it down so that you find parts of a job you love and you can note it right and then you keep going until you find something that a stream of things that really work really well for you well and that work for well for you for who you are now because right. you might have liked you know, being a software developer five years ago, but you want to do something else now, or you right. might like doing, you might have, you might want to do software <laughs> development now and you've been doing something else. Yeah. So you have to remember, I mean, we each, we evolve, right? right? We're not who we were just because you've always been going down this yellow brick road doesn't mean you have to stay on it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest challenge, especially with I don't know about uh, for younger people, I'm talking about younger than me, but, um, you know, thinking that I picked this path, I got to stay on it, right? <laughs> so you don't have to, you know, get you know, off. And, and, and the truth is, I think in some ways, unless you're really in love with what you do in that regard, you're doing yourself a disservice to, mm -hmm. to, to not explore other parts of who you are. Right. And, it, and I don't mean it has to be completely different. I mean, everything I've done is about communications. I've right. just done it in different ways. Right, right. And in different industries, focused mm -hmm. on a different angle at that time. Right. Yeah, but you have to be very creative to do what you're doing too, right? Yeah, but I think more, I think almost everybody, everybody has some kind of creativity in them. They just mm -hmm. don't frame it that way. Oh, okay. You know, it's all about how you, how you frame it, how you think about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in that framing, 
So who, um, I know you mentioned earlier, you like to work with mostly women, but um, is there any particular, I know we talked about at the beginning that they um, have a trigger that they say, oh, I want to do something more or something better. So, and you also said you did a lot of social responsibility. So how does that all tie together or is that two different uh, focuses for you? No, well, usually they're, they're women who are doing something or want to do something that is related to social responsibility in some way, whether it's yeah. usually either working in climate or whatever. And I've had, <laughs> it's kind of interesting, this year I've had people come to me to give a gift of sessions with me to mm -hmm. someone they know. Right. Which I think is really fun. I mean, they're, they've all said, you know, so-and-so is in transition in some way or they're doing X, but I know they're not really happy and I want to do something that's really going to help them. And I mean, mm -hmm. I completely out of the blue, which is really yeah. exciting, you know? Right. Um, and they're all doing work that... Um, or they're the, what they was framed to me as doing, wanting to do work that really made more of a difference than what they're doing now, mm -hmm. or that was taking a piece of what they're doing now and doing more of it or doing it bigger. Yeah, expanding. So, um, yeah, and I don't know if you saw this because I kind of sent it at the last minute, but um, I'm happy to offer any of your listeners or viewers a 30 mm -hmm. minute complimentary session mm -hmm. and they can find me they should follow me on twitter at okay. joan michelson and they can see the spelling of my name in this okay. benefits of zoom they tell me how to spell <laughs> somebody's name and um and find me and mention um mary lynn harris and mm -hmm. you know and uh hard at okay. work i think it is right yeah yeah we'll put um, it out there yeah, that'd be, yeah. that'd be fun. So I'd be yeah. happy to, to do that. But that's really kind of it. And, you know, some of them are women who are, have been working in energy or working in climate or working in one part of energy and want to do another. Mm -hmm. um, or they're um, been working in academia and sustainability and they want to do more on the private sector side or mm -hmm. um sometimes they just they don't know what they want yeah. to do they yeah. just know that they're something's not clicking and clacking <laughs> the way that they wanted to yeah yeah or how to monetize something or well that's true how to, yeah, right. yeah yeah because if you're in communications you're going to help them clarify that for themselves right that's true and i find that that most people men and women by the way mm -hmm. believe it or not tend to not understand their value. I mean, I've had men who undervalue their talents as much as women. Not, mm -hmm. I've had more women, right. but I've worked with several men who um, have made significant money, but they still undervalue some of what they've done. It's, it's like, we all have this. Yeah. Like, well, if I'm good at it, yeah. you know, it must not be that special. Right? Yeah. If I'm good at it, I shouldn't get paid well. <laughs> yeah, very, very cool. Well, it's nice having you on the call with me, jo uh, Joan. And um, I so appreciate your insights and your ideas. I can tell that uh, you love doing communication, just the way you talk about situations and how you've been able to help people. And um, I can see that your face kind of lights up. So 
Oh, that's good. It, it Congratulations. shows. Huh? Yeah, it shows. <laughs> <laughs> so I so appreciate that you were able to come on kind of quickly. So that's great. So oh, um, yeah. So like I said, the show is about being creating an impactful legacy. So before we go, can you maybe is there a one situation that you felt that you made you could have that feeling of um, that you really made an impactful legacy um, towards somebody or yourself? You know, I think actually it would be at Chrysler because we were the electric car uh, car industry and the adoption of electric vehicles is still quite nascent and it was right. even more nascent um, several years ago when I was there and through our creative communication and our creative strategies we did hockey stick growth which didn't just sell Chrysler electric vehicles it got more I mean exponentially right. more electric vehicles on the road and increased the perception, the positive perception of electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had, um, uh, we were transporting, I created this deal, this was really fun. <laughs> I created a deal where we were transporting VIPs for the inaugurations of President Obama mm -hmm. in our cars. Right. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was really fun. And, you know, done it for a lot of other dignitaries and other special events and VIPs. And people go, oh, this is cool. And then they talk about it and they right. take pictures of it and they promote it. And they went, so it really has a huge impact because it makes something that's good for the planet and fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are cool right. cars. Really more, not even beyond acceptable. They're like, they're cool. They're like, right. well, I, you know, I want to check that out. I want to, so it really, it really increases mm -hmm. adoption and receptivity to something that is both, it's a win, 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 win. It's a win. It's, you know, cheaper to own, um, more fun to drive and mm -hmm. better for the planet. So. Right. Yeah, no, what more, more for better would you like, you know, that's awesome. That's great. Well, thank you very much once again, Joan. And um, thank you for everybody that's joining us today or later. Um, so as the Impactful Legacy continues, um, I love talking to people that are doing that, doing what Joan is doing, or people that feel that there's so much, they want to be known, but they just don't know how to promote themselves. And I can help you do that. So in the meantime, I always like to say, my end of line, be kind to each other because that's all we have is each other. And uh, kindness will make the ripple ride the wave of kindness. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for joining us and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you, Joan. Right. Thank Thanks. you, Marilyn. Thank okay. you for what you're doing. Bye. Thank you. Me. Take okay, care. you're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.